Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. There's no reason to get mad about taxes. Stay tuned, and I'll show you how to keep more of your hard-earned money in your pocket. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it, and it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. Boy, I love that clip from the movie Network particularly uh, the part that he says, I'm not asking you to write your congressman because I wouldn't even know what to tell you to write him. I say amen to that, brother. But what I'm going to do on today's show is give you something you can right now do about your taxes, particularly taxes you're paying currently on a lot of your investments, taxes that are buried within your 401k IRA, and just the tax law in general that our friendly folks in Washington put in place back in 1913. And we're gonna, this is going to be a game changer, folks, because a lot of you, I know you're frustrated with taxes, you're mad, don't get mad, all right? Let's take advantage of something in the tax law right now. Well, welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement. I am uh, Tony Walker, and uh, with us in the studios here as we record this show on January 22nd, 2019, is America's favorite financial sidekick, Aaron Orander, and his favorite sidekick, Matt Stebbins. All right, Aaron, you're... A lot younger than me. Uh, you got uh, children at home. Do you even think about what you're going to have to pay in taxes 30 years from now? 30 years from now? No. <laughs> How about today? Yeah, today I do. Okay. So, and that's the way it's kind of interesting. Aaron, again, is a lot younger than some of you all listening to the show. Some of you all taking that same attitude, even in your 50s, 60s, and 70s. You're like, well, I'm just worried about the taxes I got now, Tony. I don't even know what the taxes are going to be in the future. Well, again, on today's program, we're going to deal with both. We're going to try to help you reduce taxes today and reduce taxes in the future. Because, again, politicians put into law just a couple of years ago, they passed this, one of the greatest tax booms, I believe, in history in terms of our tax brackets. That's what we'll be talking about today. You know, speaking of uh, Washington and politicians, you know, you and I, we're going to talk about hopefully saving thousands of dollars in taxes over your lifetime, maybe even hundreds of thousands, right? You know, those are big numbers for you and I. You know, to Washington, that's nothing. In fact, they talk in terms of billions and even trillions. Uh, apparently, there's an old story of two politicians, and they were trying to figure out a recent bill they were working on and how much money it was going to cost the American taxpayers to fund this bill. 
And apparently one of the lawyers quoted several billion and another one thought several billion. And they were trying to figure out how much is that really amount to. And one of the politicians says, well, I don't know. You know, you take a billion here, a billion there pretty soon. That's a lot of money. <laughs> and and it is a lot of money. You know, the, the government spends billions and billions of dollars on our taxes for government projects. Now, we hope, let's not be too cynical here. Uh, we hope they're spending it wisely. Uh, as you're going to find out uh, from me, I'm one of those that feels like even biblically uh, taxes are a good thing. Uh, we should be glad if we make money that we can afford to pay taxes. And uh, we should certainly be subject to the people that are trying to make the laws. So this is not an anti-tax, anti-government show, folks. What we're trying to understand is what do we have to work with now with the current tax laws? What can we do in place to be proactive now and not put off the pain and assume things are going to get better? Um, th that's another thing, too, I guess. Think about this. If we had to imagine taxes, tax rates, 20, 30 years ago. Now, keep in mind the huge federal deficit. Uh, we're printing money like crazy. Uh, the age that Social Security and Medicare apparently is going to go broke. Uh, years ago, it was supposed to be like 2042. Now they're predicting much sooner. So we know that things are not looking good. So if you had to make a prediction, back at you, Aaron, if you had to think tax rates one day would be higher in the future or lower in the future, given the fact that they are very low right now, what would you guess? I think they'll be higher. Aaron thinks it'll be higher. Again, this is all conjecture, but I, I think they'll be higher too. And most people that are really watching the tax revenues, watching the amount of money this country needs, the amount of debt, most people agree that the only way we're going to get out of this mess is in the future raise taxes. So that is really not good news, folks. And again, this is why you need to take action now. So when I talk about tax rates, many of you may be saying, Tony, I don't even really understand what is a tax rate. I didn't know I was, you know, had a rate out there. Well, it's funny. Most taxes uh, that are charged by government entities, let's take the state government. Uh, we live in the state of Kentucky. Indiana's the same way. They generally charge a what we call flat tax. And in Kentucky, it's 5% or whatever. So in other words, it's 5% of pretty much everything you make. It is not what we call a progressive tax. A progressive tax under the federal system means the more you make, the more they're going to take. So as you make more and more money, the tax rates get higher and higher. The current highest taxable rate that your money can be charged on today is 37%. The lowest is 10%. Now, to, to give us some framework here and say, well, what, what does that even mean, Tony? I mean, is that good or bad? Well, let's go back historically speaking. Now, again, keep in mind, the federal tax laws were created in 1913. According to historians, they feel that that was going to be just a temporary tax. They were worried about World War I, told people not to worry about it. Uh, you know, th this is just temporary to go away. Well, now we know that never went away. In fact, fast forward to around World War II, the tax rates immediately following World War II, listen to this, folks. If you made more than $200,000, and I know that was a lot of money, uh, back in the 40s, but still, if you made more than $200,000 back around World War II, your top rate peaked at 94%. That means, think about this, folks, if you made $100,000, you only brought home six cents. They kept 94 cents. So when we say our highest marginal brackets are 37% now, and that many of you, listen, many of you are in a 12% bracket. Folks, it, you know, history stands to reason. 
these taxes could very well go up and go up dramatically. Uh, we've even, I'm not going to start getting on politicians that are now in the office, but we are hearing politicians right now. Uh, some of the newbies up there, they're talking about this 60, 70% tax rate. So folks don't think that this is pie in the sky. It really could happen. Now you say, well, Tony, that was the World War II, wasn't it? I mean, after World War II, didn't we all get in shape and we were able to kick those taxes way back? Not necessarily. In fact, the 50s, 60s, and 70s, during those three decades, saw the highest tax rate hover around 70%. That's seven zero. So for every dollar you made, they took 70 cents, left you with 30 cents. Uh, incidentally, I did some research on this. They say that during Ronald Reagan's uh, working years as an actor, remember Ronald Reagan was an actor before he was a politician, but Ronald Reagan allegedly would not do more than two films per year. And you'd say, well, why is that, Tony? Why would he not just do a bunch of films? I mean, he was a talented actor, make more money. Uh, that's the whole point. Ronald Reagan figured out whenever he made more than two films, he would creep into those higher tax brackets. And what he finally figured out is, wait a minute, I'm working here for almost for free. So this is why there weren't a lot of films, apparently, with Ronald Reagan. He was cranking them out, but at only two per year. So taxes are real. We're in the lowest tax bracket we've ever been that I've seen in my 34 years in business. So what are we going to do about it? Well, we've got a lot to share with you today. When I return, I'm going to go over the four types of governmental taxation. You've got to understand how money's taxed first. Then we're going to get into a tax-saving strategy in the following segment. This is going to be some really good stuff. Remember, don't get mad, just take action. You're listening to The Word for Retirement. I'll be right back. It only happens one time and just 140 people can attend. I'm Tony Walker inviting you to a free screening of the breakthrough documentary, The Power of Zero, The Tax Train is Coming, Tuesday, March 5th in Louisville. This shocking film reveals why you could be paying far more in taxes in retirement and how you can defend yourself. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call to reserve your free ticket at 877-499-9255. Are you retired or retiring soon? Can you afford for your money to take a hit with the stock market being so volatile these days? Nobody can time the market, but having a retirement game plan with Tony Walker Financial gives you peace of mind and sleep insurance. Learn how to prevent losses in your retirement accounts and plan your retirement around an income you can never outlive. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com today to schedule a personal meeting with Tony to secure your hard-earned money. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. We have been talking about the tax rates. And just to summarize, in case you're just joining us, I have very good news. Tax rates are some of the lowest they've been today than they've been in decades, folks. And many of you, as you're going to find out, you are not taking advantage of these tax rates at all. You are allowing your money to be taxed over and over again. Many of you are maxing out your 401k, which potentially, now I say potentially, could be the worst thing you could do. Uh, Many of you do not understand that a Roth IRA or a Roth conversion may be in your future. So what I decided to do over the next four weeks, including today, we're going to talk about tax planning for retirement. Now, let me make something clear. Um, I am not a tax preparer. So you take your income taxes to have them prepared by your CPA or accountant or 
you know, H&R Block or one of these places, that's fine. Uh, I have my own account and he does my taxes. I'm not doing tax preparation. What I'm trying to do is prepare you to minimize taxes on your investments. That's what our expertise is. That's what a lot of people miss. We're not talking about the taxes on your current income. We're talking about the taxes on your investments. So let's start and make sure that you understand what are these taxations, what are these investments, and we're going to spend a little time on this. Uh, incidentally, if you ever want to watch the TV show, we the graphics we use on there uh, obviously help demonstrate some of these concepts. So I'll try to make this as clear as I can for radio, but if you want to catch one of the TV shows, you can go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and find out the listings. We're really excited, by the way. We've got seven, is it seven major networks, Aaron? Yeah. So we've got seven major networks carrying our TV show, The Worry-Free Retirement. We're on in Bowling Green, Louisville. We've got several stations there. And our newest station, my old uh, stomping ground as a kid, Lexington, Kentucky on WLEX-TV. So we would encourage you, again, depending on where your viewing area is, go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. You can see all the different stations listed in the times of those stations. Uh, if you don't have access to the Internet and you want to just give our office a call, call us at 877-499-9255, 877-499-WALK, and we'll be happy to find a station that's uh, the best station for you to listen to and watch. All right, so what are these four types of taxations? Well, they're actually categories. Uh, the first category of assets that can fall into these taxations, the first one is after-tax taxable. The second is pre-tax tax-deferred. The number three form of government taxation on your assets is after-tax tax-deferred. And then finally, from a planning standpoint, this is my favorite, after-tax tax-free. So again, we have four types, after-tax taxable, pre-tax tax-deferred, after-tax tax-deferred, and then after-tax tax-free. And, you know, it's funny, we talk, uh, you've, you've probably heard this term diversification and dividing up your assets. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And you might be doing that in your 401k or you've got some CDs or, you know, for me, for instance, I think I'm pretty diversified. I've got some real estate. I've got some dividend participating whole life insurance. I've got some fixed indexed annuities. I've got some stocks and bonds and mutual funds. I've got some CDs and money in the bank. Um, I don't have any Duracell stock like Aaron, he inherited recently, but so I've tried to diversify my assets. I've also diversified my taxes. So everything I just mentioned here, these four different taxations, I have those. Unfortunately, most Americans do not. Uh, we'll get into this next week when we cover pre-tax tax deferred. The most common, if we want to call it a tax saving strategy, I'm not sure if it's going to save any taxes or not, it might cost you something. The most common way people try to avoid taxes is through the 401k or IRA. That would fall under the pre-tax tax deferred. And again, we'll cover that next week. So let's kind of go through and talk about the assets within each category. And then the last segment, I'm going to dive into one of these categories and give you an exact example how you can start flattening taxes. That's what we're going to cover in the next segment. But anyway, let's go over after-tax taxable. What would be some examples, Tony, of assets that you might own that would fall into this? First of all, uh, a common one is a certificate of deposit or CD. Uh, obviously, it could be any money at the bank, savings, checking. So in this example, you have worked hard. Uh, you've paid your taxes. Maybe you have $5,000 left over, and you say, you know what, I've already paid taxes on this. I don't really want to put it somewhere else in a IRA. I want access to this money. So you run down to the bank, put it in a CD, get 2% interest or whatever they're paying, Okay. 
So that would be after-tax taxable. Now, I'll, I'll get to this in a minute, but let's keep naming some other assets. Another common way people own mutual funds is what we call after-tax tax for taxable. So you, same thing, you got $5,000 and you say, well, I want to try to earn more money on it. I want to put it in a mutual fund, a growth mutual fund. I keep hearing a guy on the radio say, do growth mutual funds. Well, that's all well and good, but in a non-qualified account like this where you have to pay taxes each year, this can be a disaster uh, because what happens is that money has already been taxed. If it's a true mutual fund, many of these mutual funds are not what we call very tax efficient. So the man manager of the mutual fund has to pay out capital gains and dividends. And this is what I want to point out. Some of you are going to see this this year. This is going to astonish you, but here's what's going to happen. Some of you have mutual funds that are inside a non-qualified account. Remember, you've already paid taxes, and now it's taxable. The stock market in 2018 took a dive. So potentially, your mutual fund has lost money. But out of the blue, sometime between now and uh, the next few weeks, if you haven't already received one, you're going to get what's called a 1099. 1099. And that means you've got to pay, you've got to claim that as interest on your taxes. So even though the account could have gone down because of what these mutual fund managers have to distribute, they have to distribute gains, even though they, you know, your account's down, you've got to pay taxes on that. So not a real good deal. Uh, another example would be stocks, non-qualified stocks. The dividends the same way are taxable. Um, you could own a REIT. You know, there's lots of things you can just put in gold, silver, whatever. All right, let's go over to the next category, pre-tax, tax deferred. That would be the most common example would be a 401k. You've probably heard that. You say, I get a pre-tax deduction. And then you might say, if you're honest with me, Tony, I don't even know what that means. It sounds good, but what is that? So what that means is if you make $100,000 a year, and let's say you put in 10% of your income into your 401k, that gives you a pre-tax deduction of $10,000. So on your income taxes, you're only going to have to show $90,000 of income. You had the $100,000 less the $10,000. So for income tax purposes currently, it helps because yeah, you can say, well, hey, I'm uh, paying $90,000. But now keep in mind, you are not really deferring taxes. You're electing, you're making a conscious decision to postpone those taxes. And if you're in a low tax bracket, you got to think what you're doing is this really makes sense because you could be, very well could be, postponing taxes to a day later on where actually you will cost yourself more money in taxes. Let me repeat that. By not electing to pay the tax now and putting it in a pre-tax account, if these taxes go up, which I think they will, when you take the money out, potentially you're going to owe even more in taxes than had you just paid it today. So not only has the 401k got your money locked up and you can't use it, uh, you've got fees associated with it, but eventually you're going to have to pay taxes and they could be at a higher rate. Uh, incidentally, the pre-tax tax deferred IRAs, 457s, 403bs, uh, thrift savings accounts, lump sum pensions, all of those fall in this category. You could also put in actually real estate. Um, you put real estate in this category because in most cases you can deduct the interest, kind of pre-tax. Uh, you've also got depreciation. That would be a pre-tax deduction that comes off the top. And then since a lot of capital gains is deferred on real estate, it's kind of tax deferred. You don't really, uh, so to speak, own any taxes on the capital gains. Now, again, rental income coming out of that real estate, uh, that would go over onto the taxable side. You do have to pay income on the rental income. The third category is after-tax, tax-deferred. 
Now, this would include an annuity. So you can buy an annuity in an IRA, which would make the annuity pre-tax tax deferred. We do this all the time when we roll 401ks into annuities. But you can also buy an annuity with after-tax dollars. And you say, well, Tony, what, what about the CD? Isn't that the same thing? No, because an annuity has special favorability on taxes. The annuities are allowed to defer taxes while they're in accumulation until you need it. Then the advantage of that is we don't have any opportunity cost. In other words, we're not having to claim income as we're going to see in the next segment each year on that annuity. So hopefully, same thing, you're paying less in taxes because you don't have opportunity costs. Now, here's the danger. Same thing could happen. You defer that annuity to your death and or to your retirement or to your kids when they inherit it. That gain on that annuity, every bit of it is taxed at ordinary income tax rates. So taxes go up in the future. We could have the same problem with the annuity. Another form of after-tax tax deferred would be the cash value of a life insurance policy. I've got that inside my life insurance. I've got dividend participating whole life. So, yeah, I've got all this cash value growing. I don't have to pay current taxes on it. Um, capital gains on stocks, again, that's tax deferred. And then even certain savings bonds have a element that you don't have to pay current taxes. And our fourth type, again, my favorite is the after-tax tax-free. Uh, an example of that would be a Roth IRA, a death benefit on a life insurance policy. You'd never have to pay taxes on that. Municipal bonds, home equity. You know, a home equity line of credit is a great tool because you can take that money after tax, but take it out tax-free so you don't have to claim it as income and pay it back. And we can show you why you might want to do that. And finally, uh, this is one we really encourage people to think about is gifting. You know, the thing about gifting, you let's say uh, we do this a lot with people who are getting income from their RMDs on their IRA accounts. They're drawing income out. Well, why don't you just pay the tax at your rate and gift that tax free to the kids or grandkids? Makes a whole lot more sense. And again, we can show you how to do that. So I hope you're enjoying so far. This is an overview of the taxation of the four different types of assets and taxation. When I return, I'm going to dive into an exact example of how you can flatten taxes on your certificates of deposit or mutual funds, turbocharge that money, and create more tax-free money forever. You're listening to The Worry for Retirement. I'll be right back. Win or lose, games are a blast, but playing around with your retirement is serious business. So don't leave your retirement to chance. Get a retirement game plan from well-known retirement specialist, Tony Walker. Learn how to be worry-free in retirement with a safe and simple game plan that includes mailbox money for life. To meet in person with Tony, log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. It only happens one time and just 140 people can attend. I'm Tony Walker inviting you to a free screening of the breakthrough documentary, The Power of Zero, The Tax Train is Coming, Tuesday, March 5th in Louisville. This shocking film reveals why you could be paying far more in taxes in retirement and how you can defend yourself. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call to reserve your free ticket at 877-499-9255. You're listening to the Worry-Free Retirement, and we're getting into taxation of money. We're going to be doing this for the next four weeks, so you need to stay tuned. This is some good stuff. And like we said, no reason to get mad. 
uh, just let's let's be proactive and get a handle on these taxes. Um, we're we're now into the first category. If you're just joining us, we're talking about after-tax taxable money. And in this example, I'm going to spend the next few minutes sharing an example that it can actually show you how to flatten taxes. And what I like to call, uh, I've used uh, this phrase from a gentleman named Bob Castellone that I used to study under. He always said, how we can turbocharge your money. I love that concept. You know, a turbocharger is something you add to an existing engine. So how can we take this CD, assuming you're a saver, you want it safe, right? How can we turbocharge the interest to do other things for us? without killing the goose that laid the golden egg. So you might say, but Tony, I don't want to get rid of my CD. I say, that's fine. Let's turbocharge the interest from the CD and magnify that interest to give us more power, more growth. So here's an example. Um, you've got a CD of $100,000. Let's just say it's paying 2%. So that would be $2,000 in interest. And because you like the idea of compounding that interest, you elect to leave that money with the bank. And on the surface, this sounds all well and good, right? So you got uh, $2,000 and you get this 1099 at the end of the year that says you got to turn this into your accountant. And you're like, what's this for? Well, assuming you're in a 20% tax bracket, just so I can do the math, that $2,000 is going to cost you in current income taxes $400. Now, where are you going to get that money? You say, well, I didn't even know I owed it, Tony. That's right. It's going to go on your tax return and you're going to pay that some way, somehow. The problem is, it's not like the bankers calling you and say, hey, Tony, by the way, you got a 1099 coming. Hey, Hoss, we'll send you $400 to cover that. They're not going to care, and they're not, that's not their job. Uh, they want that money to stay there so they could keep the money. There's nothing wrong with that. That's called capitalism. So it's up to you to figure out what to do to reduce these taxes. Now, we have another asset that is going to be drifted away from somewhere because you got to come up with the money. The $400 out of your pocket, now we introduce the concept of lost opportunity cost, key element here in planning, because that $400, right? Let's say you're making 5% on your best money or 6% or whatever it is. You're not only losing the $400 to the government forever, you're losing the interest it could have been making forever. And this is a huge, huge number. So uh, assuming again, 5% growth, you're talking another $200 or so, $20, whatever that is, uh, that's gone forever. Okay. So the ending value, we'll just leave it at 102 for now because that's what you've left at the bank. Now, the CD starts at 102. You've got more money, right? You've got your $2,000 plus you've got the interest that was added on to it. That's great. But the problem is because there's more money there, more interest, your 1099 is higher the next year. You following this, Aaron? Is that making sense? Yeah, it's just kind of think about it. This compounding... Again, in a perfect world would be wonderful, but in a taxable environment like this, it is creating a problem. So our LOC goes up. So if we calculated the LOC out to some future year, it'd be even more than 200. Again, we're imagining this money is gone forever. You've got the current taxes, and then you've got the future cost of the tax forever. It, it'd probably be even more than that. Again, we're just using examples here. But you wanted to leave the money with the bank. So now we've got over 104000 Remember, you're having to take money out of your pocket to cover these taxes. Not good. So, Tony, okay, enough of this. What do we do? Well, in this example, what if we had the banks send us that interest? We don't reinvest it. We don't let it compound. We have them send us a check. Now, this could come from our mutual funds, dividends from stocks, whatever. And we take that. And that's where we turbocharge it. We move it and diversify it into something else. 
And thus, especially if we can get it now into an after-tax tax-free account, which we'll talk about in the fourth week, now we've got tax-free money forever, and we've flattened the taxes. So now from now on, we'll only have in this example $400 a year in taxes. Our LOCs will be less because we have less taxes each year, and this will give us the opportunity to try to use and enjoy and magnify more of our money. Well, I hope you're getting the gist of this. Folks, you don't need to get mad. You just need to figure out what you can do, understand the tax laws, and move forward. Uh, this is what we do for our clients, and it's absolutely free to talk to me. If you're somebody sitting there and you know you're paying out through the nose in taxes, you've got a large 401k, IRA, you had no idea of this tax tumor, uh, we can talk to you about things like Roth conversions, tax-saving strategies that we've worked on, we want to help you plan for taxes, but you don't put this off 20, 30 years. You've got to do it today. So take advantage of meeting with me in person, or if you just want a phone call to talk, that'd be fine as well. There's two ways to reach us by phone. It's 877-499-WALK. That's 877-499-9255. Or log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and just click on that Let's Get Started button. We hope you've enjoyed today's program. I've enjoyed being with you. Remember, next week... We're going to talk about your 401k and why it may be a very good idea to stop a minute, rethink that thing, and quit maxing that puppy out. If you're already retired, even better. We need to talk next week about how we can take advantage of those low tax rates on your 401k now versus later. I look forward to seeing you next week, but between now and then, you remember if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it, you don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.